Ziegeshites, and Jebusites. January 6th. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today will come from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 27 through 48. We'll read about surgeons. Obviously, Jesus is not suggesting literal surgery in this passage of Scripture, but the real problem is in the heart. This is a vivid reminder that sin is terrible and reaps terrible consequences, and we're better off maimed than whole and going to hell. Deal drastically with sin. Don't let it have a foothold in your life. It comes to destroy. We'll read about children of the Father. What do you do more than others? We must measure ourselves, not by others, but by the Father. This includes our words, our responses to injuries, and our dealings with our enemies. It was Francis Bacon who wrote, In taking revenge, a man is but even with his enemy, but in passing it over he is superior. You know, we lay up treasures in heaven when we consider that all we have belongs to God, and we use it to magnify His righteousness and advance His kingdom. It means much more than merely giving offerings to God, although that is important. It means total stewardship of life, so that God is in complete control, and our one desire is to glorify Him. This is the secret of a unified life, free of worry. Well, with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. January 6th, Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 48. You have heard that the law of Moses says, Do not commit adultery. But I say, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust in his eye has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So, if your eye, even if it is your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even if it is your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. You have heard that the law of Moses says, A man can divorce his wife by merely giving her a letter of divorce. But I say that a man who divorces his wife, unless she has been unfaithful, causes her to commit adultery, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that the law of Moses says, Do not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say, Don't make any vows. If you say, By heaven, It is a sacred vow because heaven is God's throne. And if you say, by the earth, it is a sacred vow because the earth is his footstool. And don't swear, by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Don't even swear, by my head, for you can't turn one hair white or black. Just a simple, yes I will, or no I won't. Your word is enough. To strengthen your promise with a vow shows that something is wrong. You have heard that the law of Moses says, If an eye is injured, injure the eye of the person who did it. If a tooth gets knocked out, 
knock out the tooth of the person who did it. But I say, don't resist an evil person. If you are slapped on the right cheek, turn the other too. If you are ordered to court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask, and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. You have heard that the law of Moses says, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and on the unjust too. If you love only those who love you, what good is that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. This week's Bible Meditation, Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Have you really seen Jesus? We're the most distracted generation ever created. Sing me another worship song. Sing me another song about God. Come tell me another great story about God. Come tell me another time how much God loves me. Come tell me again that God is going to come through. Come tell me again or sing me another thing or lead me in another way. And maybe we just need a bigger view. Maybe we just need better eyes. Maybe we need a revelation of God that is so strong and so sure that it actually is durable in our lives and it leads us on. And I believe we need that. I believe we need God to help us see the brightness of his glory and his holiness. When you see Jesus being torn to shreds on the cross, I mean, see it like they put the implants in and you see him literally being shredded to death, you, you realize I, I did that to you. I caused that pain because that's my guilt and that's the result of my choices that's being inflicted on your life. And when you see what happened to Jesus, you believe it. When you see what crushed Jesus, that same grace that crushed Jesus, it crushes self in its wake. And that's how you know. To the degree that self still is kicking and moving and reigning and controlling and dictating and demanding, to that degree, it's the mirror degree that we really haven't seen anything yet. When we see that Jesus was crushed by the grace of God, what we see crushes self. Self-made plans, gone. Self-made life, finished. Self-made name, irrelevant. Self-preservation and self-protection, who needs it? 
For I am no more, but Christ lives. It's no longer me, but it's Christ. It's no longer what I want, it's Christ. It's no longer me calling the shots, it's Christ. It's no longer me picking the plan, it's Christ. It's no longer me boasting about you, it's Christ. It's no longer me getting sucked up into the world, it's Christ. It's no longer me seeing short-term stuff, it's Christ. It's Christ, it's Christ. I got new eyes, people. I got a transplant of vision, people. I saw the holiness of God and the grace of God, and what I've seen has shut me down. It's rearranged who I am. It's changed me and freed me and healed me and delivered me. Christ is enough for me. Behold the Lamb of God. He takes away the sins of the whole entire world. Psalm 6, verses 1 through 10. This psalm grew out of an experience of sickness and pain. When David thought he was going to die, Besides that, he had to put up with the attacks of his enemies, who wanted him to die. It was a time of deep discouragement for David, but he did not waver in his faith. He prayed. As he prayed, he asked for mercy for his body and his soul. Mercy means that God does not give us what we deserve, and grace means that he gives us what we do not deserve. What a loving God he is. David reminded God of his tears of repentance and confession, his bed should have been a place of rest, but it had become a place of trial as God chastened him. But there is a happy ending. David was assured and his enemies were ashamed. God heard and answered his prayers. When the night is dark and long, keep on trusting and the dawn will come in God's good time. Psalm chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. For the choir director, a psalm of David to be accompanied by an eight-stringed instrument. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger, or discipline me in your rage. Have compassion on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my body is in agony. I am sick at heart. How long, O Lord, until you restore me? Return, O Lord, and rescue me. Save me because of your unfailing love. For in death, who remembers you? Who can praise you from the grave? I am worn out from sobbing. Every night tears drench my bed. My pillow is wet from weeping. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all my enemies. Go away, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my crying. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. May all my enemies be disgraced and terrified. May they suddenly turn back in shame. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 29 through 33. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my, that is, wisdom's advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. That is why they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way. They must experience the full terror of the path they have chosen. For they are simpletons who turn away from me to death. They are fools, and their own complacency will destroy them. But all who listen to me will live in peace and safety, unafraid of harm. 